Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode twenty-six, or as I like to say, season three, episode two. Woo woo! Which everyone else hates. <laughs> Brian, like it's just me. As <laughs> as always, yep. As I always, like everything I'm, though. Uh, as always, I'm Chopper, and with me tonight is I'm Brian. I'm Rob. Brian's back. Uh, oh, yeah. Geez. Everyone, <laughs> say congratulations to Mr. Novak, who uh, we had missed last month for his nuptials. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Yay! Congratulations. Yay! So uh, I take it everything went well with the wedding. You're still married, right? Yes, still married. <laughs> okay. <That's all> matters. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. So that's good. So quick ceremony throws, right? What was it? Quick ceremony. You didn't violate any health health uh, mandates. Yeah, it was it was pretty quick. <laughs> I think it was like the whole thing was like seven minutes. What would uh, what'd you guys what'd you guys serve? Uh, mostly. Um, uh, just like cookout kind of stuff. So it was like hot dogs, brats, burgers. Wow. See, people would say that wasn't a good fair, but brats, man, come on. Yeah, you're Chicago. Yeah, you was, like I mean, brats. there was a bunch of <laughs> oh, uh, family from Wisconsin, so we had to. There you go. Yeah, you, chat on, you could chat on a couple brats, man. It'd still be good. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, should we move on to the dropship? Talk about what we've been working on? Sure. I actually have stuff this time. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Dropship landing. All right. Welcome to the dropship. This is uh, the episode where we episode. This is the segment where (laughs) we uh, talk about what we've been working on. And uh, Rob, I'm going to toss it to you. I've been working on some stuff, mostly 3D printed stuff, but I also got my Kids Logic 13 to 15. It's a Super Valkyrie. I love these things. Although shipping now is crazy. We we went to buy the newest version and the shipping from China has gone through the roof. I think they're in Hong Kong technically. Yeah. And it's man, ridiculous. Yeah, it went crazy. But you can always get them from third parties too. I know a lot of third party companies are selling these. They have good distribution, but we are buying directly from the company. It might be the last time this time, but we'll see. Maybe it'll go back down. But I do love these miniatures. They are awesome and they are super finely detailed. And I did yeah. assemble these, this set and it looks really good. And I'll probably use them as a Phoenix Hawk, probably. In- I was just going to say, <laughs> we can use them as a, any of the Hawks, right? Yeah, Phoenix Hawk or a Wasp or a, uh, well, the, the Stinger and the Wasp are smaller. So that would be the regular ones. It's great for the Phoenix Hawk. But, uh, yeah. So I'm probably going to be doing that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I 3D printed a, uh, Tachikomo from, uh, from Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. And yeah. I love it. That's I love sweet. that little guy. He, I actually printed him at 50%. If you actually printed him huge, he'd be quite large, but, uh, so yeah, I did that, and I've been trying to figure out scale to print my some uh, mechs out, and for BattleTech, and man, you realize how small or large or crazy scaled Ironwood medals are once you try to uh, to get other miniatures to scale to them. 
I, I printed a Mad Cat, <laughs> and the the Ironwood Metal Mad Cat looks like so skinny. It looks emaciated compared to the the Mad Cat from. I think the design is from. Uh, <laughs> it, it does. It looks really teeny. Uh, I think the one that I got was they do it based on the MechWare Online. I think well, that's where I get the files, and it looks oh. like. And the way that I look at it, though, it looks like what a Mad Cat looks like to me. And the Ironwood one, I never liked because it did always look skinny to me. So uh, these new printed ones look better. So it looked like a. It looked like it took a hot bath. Yeah, I can't wait to compare it to the uh, Catalyst ones from the Kickstarter. That'll be coming, so it'll be fun to compare the three D printed yeah. to the Iron Wind. I'll take some pictures and show them on the uh, on the Kickstarter and the uh, and the Discord just to show the difference of all three. Once we get those in, it is delayed that Kickstarter, but uh, what did you expect? It's coming from China, so. Yep. Other than that, I haven't done anything. I've been print. I've been painting up a lot of Hellboy. That's what I've been painting up. So I haven't done any actual painting. So, what about you, Brian? I'm sure you've been busy. <laughs> yeah, been pretty busy. Uh, still, sadly, haven't broken out the Escaflone kit. Um, <laughs> but I did. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think the the big thing I, I've kind of started in on is I'm going to start painting up some more of my Imperial Assault uh, guys. Uh, so eventually I'll get to the ATST that comes with that uh, box set, but I'm going to be painting up a lot of the the minis for that just to kind of have a little Star Wars kick. And uh, yeah, I'm still still working on getting around to the uh, the Escaflona kit. My my hobby room is now sharing sharing a space with the little kitten and his <laughs> litter box, so <laughs> making that work. Well, you just build the Escafloni so he can ride it. Exactly. <laughs> it's one way to do it. Kitty mech. How about you, Pat? Me. Uh, so I have also been doing a lot of 3D printing and some painting. Uh, I've been kind of messing around now with uh, making some lances because I want to get a bunch of pre-made lances ready in case someone gets uh, gets it in their bum to want to play a game of Battletech out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob turned me on to a nice little app called Mech Factory. So I've been building lances in that thing, and uh, to be honest with you, it's hard to make an assault lance uh, within 5,000 uh, battle value BBs. Uh, but I think I've gotten it. Um, <laughs> Nice. Uh, I'm using a bargisk, if that makes any sense. <laughs> four-legged mech. It's it's a four-legged mech. Nice. Uh, What's the world come for to? the Lyrans? It's great. <laughs> and you're pretty. Oh, you haven't uh, decided what you're painting them as yet, right? Which ones? The ones you this lance you're making. You don't know what you're going to paint it. What? Oh yeah. Uh, no. So my my salt lance. I'm going to paint the. Uh, the Larian Alliance are turn guards, uh, oh, yeah. which I've started and and I've now uh, seemed to regret uh, wholeheartedly that I chose that because they're white. Uh, because I forget because I forget <laughs> how much painting white sucks. Hey, you got to get this the Liquitex stuff. Try that. Yeah, you know, but I just can't do it like that. I gotta I gotta do it my way, and my way is always ridiculous and laborsome. Well, this is just a, the Liquitex, I guess, is just a, for the airbrush, you could just, it'll just cover. It's got nice coverage, supposedly. Oh, yeah, but you, know, you see, that's the thing. I, I based it in gray so I can have shadows. So I'm building up from the gray to white. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, it's like I said, it's laborsome and tedious and probably uh, more work than it needs to be. What white paint are you using? That's what I know. Uh, I'm using Vallejo, just plain a white or blanco, as it says on the other side of the bottle. They, they are Spanish. Uh, is it good coverage? <laughs> usually white. I find the white paint's usually really thin. Like it's, I find it not covered. It's, it's, it's this. Uh, that's why. That's why I like the Vallejo because it's really thick. Yeah, it's and good, good coverage. Uh, I have to actually water it down a little bit because sometimes it gets a little too gummy. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'd rather have to water it down uh, than, than the other um, one. Yeah, and then why I've not? created. Uh, I created a heavy lance. Uh, I can't even remember what's in that thing. Uh, but I know that Phoenix Hawk was in it because we were talking about using that Valkyrie in place of the Phoenix Hawk model because we don't have one. I think Phoenix Hawk's a medium, isn't it? I don't know anymore. I don't know I anymore. Don't know <laughs> but uh, you, uh, so that I'm painting as the Laren regulars, regular guard. So that'll be green, I think is what it is. Green with tan, I think, is what it is. I have to go back and look at the, the paint scheme again. Hmm. Uh, so as far as Lancaster, that's what I've kind of been working on. Uh, I did 3D print a giant uh, Marauder many months ago, and I've got around to painting it, and I wanted to paint it up real nice. And I worked a little bit on it the other night, and I decided to make that uh, a Lyran Palace Guard mech. So it's all nice and blue. There's gold down the side. Uh, the weapons have gold highlights and or, or gold it, it all together. And uh, I think it's turning out all right. I got most of the detail work done. I just got to now paint the the unit markings on it, and it should be done. Yeah, you have to post that up on the Facebook. I'm sure you will. Yeah, when you're done. as soon as I get the unit marks done, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna probably be the fourth. Uh, I like to do all my fourth, all my lances as the fourth, because, you know, I like four. <laughs> so it'll be the fourth Palace Guard uh, Marauder. Uh, how big do you think that thing is? Uh, it's pretty close to 28 millimeter scale. I think it actually is 28 millimeter scale. Well, I think that's why, if it's the same size as mine, which I think you did, I think it's 28 yeah. millimeter. Yeah, so it's one one so, 160s, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so it's pretty big. It's it's a good ten inches tall, I would say. Yeah, something wow. like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so boy. it's good. Yeah, it looks good. So it, it's turning out all right. I got a nice blue on it. The gold technique. I started using the. I was using the creature caster uh, transparent paints, and it makes a really nice little gold when you put down the silver, and then you put the transparent yellow on top of it. It looks really, really good. Yeah, it's really neat to have that. That works like. You showed me it, and I'm like, well, whatever. But then you showed me it's so bright, like it's such a nice, bright, vibrant gold. Usually gold is kind of a little darker. When All the gold paints I have. There's many yeah. different shades of gold, but that one's a very bright gold, and it looks really nice, especially compared to the blue, next yeah. to the blue. Like, it's a nice co- combo. Yeah. And hopefully really by the time people that. hear this, you'll have put it up there so people can see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it should be. I get a, I think tomorrow's when I want to head down there and paint up the... The unit markings, because unlike most people who use decals, I'm going to hand paint them on because I'm stupid. You do that for every freaking model you do. You did that with the uh, the <laughs> Raptor and the uh, Viper for a thing, too, didn't you? Yeah. That's crazy. 
Uh, I don't know. That's what I do. I Especially on, on the Raptor, you can't see half the stuff because it's all covered up, and you still did it all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, uh, anything else that I do? You do what you do. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, as far as working on Marauders, Lances, uh, Battletech, uh, uh, I think Miniature Market was having a sale on the new Prime Battletech maps, so I bought a couple of those. Oh, yeah? Oh, nice. Yeah, it was like, they're very cheap. I can't remember how much they were. Are they normally 40 bucks, I think? I think Probably they were 22 bucks. Like yeah, I think I, they were 22 on Miniature Market for a little bit. That's nice. Amazon's yeah. been having those the starter sets on for fifteen again too, or sixteen or whatever they were. But you, they they sell out so quick. You have to get on. You have to when someone posts it, you have to go right then and do it. Oh, I got lucky the first yeah, time, but every other time I've seen it, it's been uh, sold out. So cool. So all right. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we have is for high drop ship. Uh, I can't wait to get that monitor up for you guys to see and uh, other things like that. So uh, I think we have a we have a Mad Cat big one, right? That we print. I, I printed up. Yeah, one of my first things I printed was that Mad Cat because that's why I bought a three D printer. And uh, I've been looking <laughs> at color schemes for him too. Hopefully by next show I'll we'll have uh, painted them. I think I want to do size up uh, a Battlemaster if I can. Nice. Not that well with Cure because the Battle Mash has always been my favorite mech. Yeah, the thing the thing with that sizing it up, you have to print it in one piece. Whereas yeah. these kits for the Marauder and the uh, the Mad Cat or the Timberwolf were separate pieces, which is much easier. Yeah, again, I'm not that I'm not that good with slicing up models and. Yeah, it's harder to do that so, for sure. So, so. So anyone listening that has a Battlemaster that's all sliced up and ginormous, <laughs> let, let me know because I'd be more willing to want to post it on paint it up <laughs> and paint it. Yeah, give you a shout out. If not, you're gonna have to just <laughs> uh, that's do, do that's it. All I'm for is a shout out. Yeah, do it all as one giant piece. That that'd be interesting to see if your printer can handle that. It'd probably be easier than trying to do them little. It'd just take like five days probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that Battlestar Galactica giant one did pieces, but it turned out all right. But you, you, how much did it take to print one of those pieces? Because that pretty much filled your whole printer, didn't it? Yeah, each piece almost filled my whole printer. Uh, I'd say 20 hours was the longest on one. No, that's not horrible. Yeah, because you don't need the super detail like you would on the miniature, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would go for it. Just size up a uh, Battlemaster and see what happens. I'll give it a shot and see what happens. The supports for it would be uh, larger than most things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, it'd be a nice experiment. We'll yeah. figure it out. All right. So uh, how about we move on to Comstar and talk about some news and other things. Sounds good. Message from Comstar. All right. Comstar. Books, movies, and news, video games, and whatsoever. Uh, Rob, you want to take Comstar? Yeah, I'll start with the, I'll do the news for you guys. Well, that I know of. Yeah. Maybe Brian's got some more news, but uh, uh, Transformers War for Cybertron uh, Netflix trailer is out. Have you guys both watched the trailer for the new Transformers TV show? Yeah. I did. It looks, it looks really good. It looks interesting, that's for sure. 
I, I'm kind of excited. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see if that uh, Metroplex shows up because there was a giant arm shooting through the middle of the ground and one of the, the things. So, yeah, yeah. I was I was a big fan of the the video the video games centered around that, like the the war and the fall of Cybertron. Mm-hmm. So definitely excited for the the series. Yeah, and they uh, so that's coming out, and it has a. Uh, has Skyfire, I think they're probably calling him Skyfire or Jetfire in it, which I'm excited. He's my favorite. Uh, they also announced, uh, season two is already in the works and that looks like it's going to have a big Beast Wars, uh, vibe. So if anybody's a Beast Wars fan, which I'm not, but like, I'm, I'm not, not a Beast Wars fan. I've just never watched it. So, but, uh, I've heard it's really good. And so season two is going to combine G1. And... What's that? I was just going to say, like, strangely enough, I think, um, Beast Wars and Beast Machine might have been, I don't know if I'd say my first foray into Transformers and like GoBots and stuff, but like, there's definitely one that I remember distinctly. Yeah, that'd be about the right time scale for you. You'd have been, you'd have been right age for that when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the early days of CG. That yeah, that, reboot. <laughs> yeah, I loved Reboot. That's, that was a great show. But, uh, yeah, it's the same company made those two, so. I think yeah, we discussed that before. We discussed this before. I remember discussing this. Anyways, uh, that, uh, so that's season two. So people are excited. It's going to combine G1 and, and Beast Wars, I think, in some time, maybe some time travel, uh, happening. So we'll have to discuss that later. Oh. Hint. Uh, also, a Netflix yeah. Ultraman season two is coming out. Pat, how excited are you for that? Yeah, I'm very excited because Ultraman was actually very good. And it kind of took a twist at the end there. You know, you didn't know who was good and who was bad. Or you thought you knew who was good and who was bad. And then it just kind of went sideways at the end of the season. I was like, oh. So season so, two should be fun? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pat, you found this one about Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost ON. You- yeah, it's a new video game uh, coming out for PS4, I guess. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the Maxi Boost ON itself but it's uh i guess it's based on a old 2016 japanese arcade game that was very famous it's like a 2v2 arena battle okay so very very uh very curious about that i mean uh i've been looking into getting a ps4 also for other things and uh if i can get the if i can get a nice good look at that uh Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. Uh, it'll be great. I mean, apparently, you know, reading through it, it says you can play all 138, 138 different units from all the all the different Gundam shows. Oh, nice. So that'd be kind so of fun. that in itself is going to be cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, PS4, I, I'm looking to get one because of Cyberpunk's. And by the time Cyberpunk comes <laughs> out, it'll, it'll probably be super cheap. PS5 will be open then, so... <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Cyberpunk's still made for it. You think they'll do a re- allowed to do a, a retro? Well, Cyberpunk. I, mean, be- I know. In the, I know. In the past, Xbox and Sony have not been very kind with. Uh, oh, like retro, a reverse retro compatibility. Game. Yeah, retro, like being able to play PlayStation Four games on PlayStation Five. Well, when they when you uh, pre-order uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven right now, they they say that you'll get it for PS4, but it'll be uh, you'll be able to also get it for PS5. It'll the same game because they know it's right on the edge of switching consoles. They don't want people not to buy it, you know. So they yeah. they're saying that when you buy it now, it'll be good for both. So it'll be all digital anyways by that point. 
Did you buy it now? No, because I don't own a PS4 yet. (laughs) (laughs) Getting two editions of the of the game because it's pre-ordering for like fifty, I think. Well, when it comes out in Canada, (laughs) in Canada it's like seventy something. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to pre-order for for my computer, but I'm not sure if my computer can run it. So then I was like, well, maybe yeah. I'll just buy a PS4. But then I looked at the price of the PS4, and they're still ridiculously priced, even though PS5 yeah. is coming out soon. So I yeah. don't, I don't get it either. But so we'll see. The yeah. the backwards compatibility question. Uh, I haven't looked into it yet, or I don't know if they've made an official statement. I know a big part has been that, uh, like the the hardware. Um, of previous generations isn't compatible, mm-hmm. um, which was like the big transition from like PS1 and PS2 had the same like graphics chip or something like that. Yeah, so it could just be backwards compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Then they got rid of that in the PS3, um, and and so on and so forth. So I kind of feel like it's probably not going to be backwards compatible. It's probably going to be one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, and you can rebuy your games. Yeah, or it's all digital now. They could easily just make it, oh, you have to re-download it, and it's the new version. Like, they could they do could, it. They could. But then but they wouldn't they... be getting you to pay for it twice. Yeah, I know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And the to- Sony and Microsoft are notorious for doing that anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or in a, within a year, they'll be, oh, guess what we're going to do? We're going to release a bundle that allows you to play retroactive games. Yeah, we'll see. It's funny when you kind of think of, like, the Nintendo side of things where – like none of their stuff has really been backwards no, compatible. They didn't care and nobody cared either. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just made really good games. Yeah. Or they but, just moved it along and they didn't put out a Yeah, it would be a new version. Game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they didn't put out a uh, a new game prior to a release of a new console. So Yeah. Right. Yeah, they controlled the the distribution a little bit more than these other companies who have a lot of other people sure. making games for them. That's probably what sure. the issue is. Not to mention, Cyberpunk should have been done six months ago, and that would have been fine for the end of PS4, beginning of PS5. They wouldn't have had to do this, but since it got delayed, it's, I think it's delayed to the no- November now. So, I think so. Yeah, so, and it that's if it even gets done by November. Like, make sure it's done. Don't put it out undone. So I'm, I'm fine with them delaying it. It's just, it's going to screw up with the uh, release of PS5. Because I think PS5's mm-hmm. coming up for Christmas, isn't it? I think it is. It might be, yeah. So, it'll be close. Uh, also in news, we have Redline, who we talked about last month, with uh, the Kickstarter is coming out, the tactical card combat game Redline, on August 3rd. So everybody get ready, August 3rd. And they're also doing some uh, some three, uh, I think it's Shapeways uh, models that they're going to be available for pledging. And they had a preview of one of the Becks, the mechs that they have. He looks pretty cool. So you're gonna for the card game. I don't think it'd be playable in the card game. It's more like a collector's thing. They'll, they'll be available yeah, too in the Kickstarter. I think it's a nice little thank you, you know, or you know, you can just have it sitting on the side. Yeah, I'm when curious if... that, when you play that card. Yeah, uh, yeah, physical representation. <laughs> I wonder if it's uh, how it's going to work. We'll have to see for the uh, if it's going to come free with the with the Kickstarter or you have to uh, pay extra. I would assume you pay extra because it's not going to be cheap to do all this. Well, it said it said back rewards, so I'm going to say. Yeah, who knows? We'll have to see. Maybe for a certain yeah, level, like, maybe a certain tier, they'll have those. So. Yeah, and that's all right. You know, I mean, I think it's just cool that you're gonna. I mean, you're starting with a card game, and you're gonna be able to have a couple models just to 
Yeah. So this is what it looks like in quote unquote real life. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Release the SDLs. Put a put out a Kickstarter just with the SDLs for them. We'll back yeah. that too. <laughs> uh, that's it. I have for news and Pat and I kind of thought of stuff. Anything you got, Brian? Anything you've been seeing? Um, not. Uh, I, I think the the big thing that I had seen was the the war or the war for Cybertron trailer. Um, as far as news goes, um, been been a little out of it. <laughs> yeah, not in the loop. Yeah. I, I also we look through there isn't hasn't been much news. Like usually we post it on the Kickstarter, I mean on the uh Facebook yeah. uh, any news we find, but there there hasn't been too much released right now. I think every, everything's getting caught up to the uh distribution blockhead that happened in March that mm-hmm. I think it's it's coming around now that everything is delayed so nothing's being announced for summer right now. I know all the yeah. TF TF cons have all been canceled, which sucks because there was going to be one in Chicago and one in Toronto. We, me and Pat could have switched cities. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, unfortunately, all that's been canceled. So hopefully by next, you know, Gen Con. Well, that's why Pat's been off lately. Is Gen Con was supposed to be this coming weekend at the time of recording. So it's it's a lot of stuff that we would have had a lot more news. I think if yeah, this stuff tomorrow, had been going on tomorrow. Tomorrow would have been the day we left. We left for uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I saw it on my uh, calendar, and I was like, "Oh, that's that just makes me sad." <laughs> it does me too. That's uh, always a good time. It's very busy, but it's always a good time. Yeah, it would have been not tomorrow. It's next week. Next week would have been. Oh yeah, a week from today would have been yeah. the day we were leaving the next day. Yeah. But still, it would have been a good time. And unfortunately, we look forward to seeing the Ironwood Metal guys. We look forward to going through the Catalyst booth, showing all the new stuff that's uh, on offer at Gen Con for everybody. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. They're gonna have, I guess, they're gonna do some online stuff for it. But uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, and there's an online store where you can get like the stuff that was supposed to be released at Gen Con through some of the stores. But yeah, uh... yeah. yeah the, I did. Um, there was one thing I, I stumbled upon. Uh, that I thought was kind of neat. It's close, closely tied to, you know, mechs, but there's uh, this thing called Atomic Armor, the tabletop battle game for modular tanks. Um, it, like, popped up in my feed as, like, a, a little ad, and I'm like, I gotta say I'm kind of intrigued. I don't think they have much, like, together yet. I think it's still kind of, like, a gearing up for a crowdfunding campaign. What's it, but what's it, what's it called? Atomic armor. Is it armor like spelt like uh like the UK? UK so, with a U? Yeah. Oh U. Hmm. But hmm. uh There's a lot of I things just, called atomic armor, that's the only problem. <laughs> right, right. Uh so let me see. I can probably share this into our Skype. Listeners at home, you get into a secret conversation here. Yeah, it's an India go go thing. Hmm. I'm looking at it now. Interesting. But yeah, I, I'm. I'm always kind of intrigued by uh, like modular games and stuff like that, where you can really kind of assemble uh, your your mech or your tank, as it were. Um, really, kind of build out something and then take it into battle. Yeah, but it looks like they're using plastic sprues for the bodies. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, that's neat. Just uh, just a little something to 
kind of going to keep my eye on. I think it could be kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, everybody else should keep their eye on it, too. Uh, as for me personally, I've uh, finished watching my Pat Labor, all the uh, series. I watched. Uh, I finished watching the regular series, which had some really odd episodes, especially in the near the end. I'm like, really, for the end of the series, these are some really like dream scenarios, and it was really odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I watched the live action movie, and I, I don't know. That. I didn't know what I to expect, and. The characters are just slightly off enough. I think it's supposed to be in the future, and, and like the people's names are similar, but they're not the same people. But some of them are the same people. And yeah, it's, it's supposed a, to be like after the the cartoon. Yeah, but it's like the I think the uh, the main guy, like in the main in the regular uh, Pat Labor, the the main uh, head of the the group is called Goto, and then this one is like Gotobo or something like that. Very similar name, but it's not the same guy. Like it was really weird. And then you only see the the Pat Labors at the very end. They kind of get some action, and you can see them, which was, that was fun. But was it good? It wasn't bad. It was just uh, it was just confusing it's, me. That's it's all. just eh. that's how I that's how I when I watched it, I was just like yeah, eh, 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 all right. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a lot of these live action anime shows they do live action, like they did Attack on Titan. I heard wasn't very good. Oh, well, there was a live action Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. I think but there's it, two. Movies. But they're all adults, I guess. Instead, like in the whole point of Attack on Titan, they're kids and they're doing this. And I guess in the movies, they're adults, and it just it, it seems weird. And they yeah, have like super know, German names or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I don't know what goes on with uh, the translation from anime to live yeah. action. What happens? Uh, like the the space battleship Yamato one could have been really, really good, but. It Which, was not. Did they, they just change Steven Tyler? <laughs> did they, uh, did they just ch- did they change characters? Like it's just so weird when they just you have this iconic characters and they you do a live action. Yeah, they version. didn't change the characters, but they changed the enemies. Like the yeah. Deathlock and all those guys were they're bugs. They were bugs. They weren't even a people. And yeah, it wasn't. They, it was supposed to be the same people though, but they just changed them instead of making a new enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, weird. Yeah, they said it was the same. Same bad guys. Yeah, yeah. It, was the, it was the Gamor, the Gamorans, I think. Gamorans, G- Gamma, Gamma. I forget. I forget what it is. <laughs> the Gamoras. Gamora. <laughs> that's the that's the turtle. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the Gamorans are the pig, the pigs from Star Wars. Yeah, it's G- Gamorans. It Gamelan. Gamelans. Uh, it's the Gamelans. Yeah. Uh anybody who has seen some live action anime t- movies it. Put them below and let us, uh, in the Facebook or on Twitter or anywhere else, let us know some good ones. Because so far they've been either not good or just eh. So. Yeah, like Space Battleship Yamada, I was eh. I mean, the action and the gra- and the, the cinematography was good. Just You just took away an essential part of this damn story yeah. by turning a race of people into bugs. Uh, it's probably just easier to murder them in mass when they're just bugs. Uh, and then, then it kind of took on a Starship Trooper kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really did. <laughs> uh, I've also started watching all the Ghost in the Shells again in chronological order. So I started with the movie, but I chose the 2.0 version because I'd never seen it. And they replaced a lot of the scenes with CGI, and it was not very good. It really distracted me <laughs> and annoyed the hell out of me. And the whole time I'm like, why didn't I just watch the original? Why didn't I just watch the original version? It's yeah. the same movie. They just replace parts with CGI, and it's just oh, 
it it wasn't bad CGI. It doesn't look bad. It just it just irks me that it goes from like really beautiful anime to CGI, then back. Like it's it's just really mm-hmm. jarring. I don't think I've ever seen that version of it. Don't do it. It'll ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the original. If you care, just watch the original again. Or there's, I think there's a remastered version that cleaned it up a bit. That's probably fine. Uh, I also watched all of season one of Standalone Complex, which that's where my my love of the uh, Tachikoma come from. So I've been watching that. I haven't got to see season- the I've always argued that Standalone Complex is still like one of the best shows on television, mm. even though it came out like in 2005. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it, it's so like near future problems that we're going to have to deal with really yeah. soon. And it, culturally. it, it had kind of a, 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 like an overarching theme through the whole s- series, but also had dealt with all different things to do with cybernetics and futurism and, Mm-hmm. And, and you really got to know all the characters a lot more than the movie. Like I can't uh, watching Ghost in the Shell again. It's only like seventy minutes long. It's a short movie. I could I don't remember it being that short. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It was. It, and then because uh, a lot of the parts I remember, are like, oh no, that was actually in Standalone Complex. It wasn't actually in the movie. <laughs> so a lot of the characters and stuff, and that Tachikomas and stuff like that were they. Yeah, they all show up here, and it's great. Yeah, if anybody hasn't, I've only watched the first season so far. Uh, I haven't watched second gig yet, but. Uh, yeah, that first season is great. And it beautiful arc. And by the end, you're like, oh my god, how are they going to co- come back from this? This is crazy. And then, yeah, it's really good. So. I've heard and, some people have liked the new, the new standalone complex season that just came out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah I haven't got to that yet. I'm watching chronologically. That's 2045, yeah. I think it's called. I, so. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. What about you guys? Well, you did steal a little bit of my thunder because I did finally finish all of Pat Labor. <laughs> did you? <laughs> That's great. Yep. You know, uh, I watched, well, except the live action stuff. Um, well. But I, I kind of went through all but the new files uh, as far as uh, the, the TV series because the new files, That's, only like yeah. four of them had been dubbed in English. And then it would have been like another dozen or so episodes would have had to watch subtitled which i'm not I'm, opposed to no it just doesn't like the way i was viewing it and the time i had available it's like i uh, don't have time to focus on this having watched but, all of them and watch it i watched the new files and they were subbed the subs are so much better the character the actors who play the characters are so much better in the japanese version yeah because you you've heard the uh american oh. version it, they get a little uh whiny and a little <laughs> they <laughs> a little treat them yeah, i could they, see that like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they treat them a bit, uh, more seriously in the Japanese. Not much more seriously, but a little bit more seriously in Japanese. Sure. And, and I know what you mean about the, the series now, like, where in the later episodes, it's like, oh. kind of like dealing with, you know, the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. And, and the, the dream sequence that guy <laughs> has about New York is great. And then there's a sequel to that one in the, uh, in the Nukes files. So oh, no, okay. you get that, look forward to that. It's crazy. The sequel is just so funny. So, but then uh, I did watch the the three movies. Yeah, uh, and it, it's it's funny because they like become less and less about mm-hmm. the Pat Labor unit. It's about that the cop and and the uh... yeah, like the, the the last one, which I kept misreading the the title of it. Uh, 
And I think it was just like a visual thing. I just never like stopped and looked at it. I always thought it was like WW3 mm-hmm. <clears throat> or like World War Three. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be, you know, intense. And it's, it was like, it's actually supposed to be like W13. So it's like X111, mm-hmm. um, which spoilers, if you haven't seen it, it's just a light one is like, it's actually like a monster movie. Yeah. There's like a giant monster in it. <laughs> well, even the original OVA, there was a giant monster in uh, Pat LaBerth, so you kind of knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was that. There's the giant crocodile in the sewers. They yeah, they fight giant true. monsters all the time. They do. They do. They tend. There is a lot of uh, genetic engineering going on in that uh, world. Which is funny because, like, the ser- the most serious like story thread throughout was just this like big fight with uh you know this competing like manufacturer guy mm-hmm. yeah. and he just like kept wanting to build up a a newer better mech to fight and then it was like we're gonna fight the ingram because that's the pinnacle of of technology right now like they really kind of struggle with regular labors i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it's a fun show um definitely recommend it for for Mecca and like fans of chips, you know, <laughs> like old old cop TV yeah. shows. And it's got some, they, you know, it's got a lot of relationship stuff and fun. Mm. It's a, it's very funny. It's way funnier yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like even watching OVA, I was like, oh, this is silly. Oh no, this is funny. This is actually really really funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that was that was kind of the the big. The big thing I, I got into and finally finished up. So, um, trying to think if there's anything else. No, nope. <laughs> I'll think of it later. Of course. No video games or uh, books or anything. Uh, not really. I've been more in a, a fantasy setting for for those two things right now. Mm. But yeah. What about you, Pat? Watch How anything? About you, Pat? Uh, no, I haven't watched a lot of things, but I have been getting a lot of books. Uh, uh, lately I have been getting the old FASA Battletech uh, source books. Oh yeah, source books, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've gotten uh, the House Steiner ones, the Lear and Alliance one. I got the cartoon, Battletech cartoon one. Can, can anybody guess what Pat's favorite house is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a clan. Yeah, but you you you're you're very specific of what you like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I did get the the cartoon source book just because you know nostalgia, and I kind of want to make a lance out of uh, the cartoon guys if I can figure out all the different mechs they used. I like how in the uh, the actual robot or uh, BattleTech universe that the cartoon's canon, but it is a cartoon in the BattleTech universe. It's like a propaganda cartoon. Yeah. So because it because it explains why there's there's inconsistencies in the cartoon to the source. Like there's some of the things don't make sense. It's because that's not real. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's a, it's all propaganda. It's, so it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but I did get quite a few uh, Liren stuff and uh, the cartoon uh, to aid in my lance building. Because a lot of that stuff I've forgotten since 
I want to say the eighties and nineties weren't a very sober time for me. So, <laughs> uh, I lost a lot of memory going back then. So. A lot of your brain cells have been killed since then. Yeah. So all the things that stored all the BattleTech stuff stored in my head it went out. It was it was lost uh, on tour somewhere. Exactly. So <laughs> it was. Uh, so I mean, it's been great looking through those old source books and stuff. I even think I picked up the the WizKid one, uh, which I'm not too happy with. But uh, the Fast ones. Uh, uh, if one thing Fast has always been good for is been putting on a good source book. Well, they put out so many. They were crazy back then. Yeah, but you know, it was good to have all those source books because then it really fleshed out the world. And this is kind of what we went back to that one uh, Mech Bay hangar we talked about backstories and fleshing out the world. You know, it just really, when you can flesh out the world as well as you did, it does great. Uh, we mentioned it when we talked to uh, our friend from uh, the Redline game and how he's really got a lot of that fleshed out and talked about and on just the the webpage. So, I mean, that, that goes a long way with me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, a good story goes a long way with me. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things. So, uh, but as far as TVs and movies, I have not been watching much more. I've kind of stopped watching Pat Labor uh, as I got near the end, because like you said, it gets a little weird. Um <laughs> uh, Video game-wise, didn't do too much. Uh, RPGs, uh, waiting for my turn to come around, and maybe we'll do a little bit of Robotech, because I've been still flipping through that book. we got to play some Mechton, too, from our Talosaurian games. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we might do that. I was supposed to run some Cyberpunk Red, too, so we'll see. I'll, I'll fit a mech in there for us. <laughs> One thing I did uh, manage to pick up is uh, on... Uh, the drive through RPG, they had a big sale uh, a while back, and I managed to get uh, the Lancer core rule book. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I backed the Kickstarter for Lancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting uh, system. Have you a chance to read through it yet? Not yet. No. Not yet. We'll have to I report got, back. But I haven't read yet. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> so, all right. I think uh, that was a nice, healthy comp star. We got a lot of us talking then. Uh, let's move on to the mech bay and get to juxtaposing and figuring stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> now entering the mech bay hangar. All right. Welcome to the mech bay hangar. Today's topic for the round table is... Something I was thinking about when I was watching some old Star Trek episodes and uh, it came to my mind is there have been any stories or would it make good stories to throw time travel or time distortion in any of the mech backgrounds? Here we have like Cav or Battletech or is there any, I, you know, I don't know of any anime ones that are like in... Uh, and any of the Gundams that are time travels, uh, time distortions kind of thing. Uh, do you think, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think it would make us little segues into Star Trek? Like, I was thinking like in Battletech, you know, uh, a time distortion where you end up where uh, maybe the clans do win. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. And what happened for... <laughs> 
or you, you show up into a, a, a time in where Kerensky doesn't wander off, you know. Or you go back in time and affect the history of it too. Like you, you cause Kerensky to lose or something because you go back. Yeah. And you got to fix it. Uh, the, speaking mean, of, of time travel though, go ahead. There was a rumor that the new Gundam series that's going to be coming out has something to do with time travel. So we'll have to see about that. There's, it's a, it's just a rumor right now. So we'll have to see. I think, um, of, of existing shows, uh, there's two that come to mind. One is, um, Turn A Gundam. Does it have some time traveling? Which it, it, uh, as I understand, I, I, I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. But, um, as I understand it, that was like, uh, a show that like went through and like crossed over the different universes. Oh, uh, like in, more dimensional in, in stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a little bit more steampunk, honestly. Uh, from from what I've been told about it, uh, neat looking series. But then there's also one called um, uh, Gundam X, like After War, I think, mm-hmm. and it's. And it's another one that's been explained to me a bit. I think it's an alternate, uh, ending for like the, I think it's the original Gundam series. Oh, really? Where like things did not go well. <laughs> that's interesting. And, and like the earth became kind of desolate. Um, granted it kind of becomes desolate anyway, but like, uh, that, that are, are some of our heroes are there as, kind of different characters because they, they took a darker turn. So I think those two would be kind of fun to check out. Yeah. There was, there was a old PlayStation two Gundam game. Uh, and the name is escaping me right now. Um, but the, like part of the premise was you could play through the events of the one year war up to Shar's counterattack, I think. And, uh, but you could play as different characters in different battles. Mm. And so like one, one big aspect of it was like, you could really mess with the timeline and the game would reflect that. So like Jared Mesa, like if you won at certain battles, like suddenly he is the leader of the Titans and the Titans (laughs) win (laughs) the grips war. Like, um, that's just kind of fun stuff to to really mess with time. Yeah, I mean that's neat. Looking through, I just don't see a lot of that kind of style of story in the mech. I mean, the only thing I can think of that has a kind of time distortion effect is that Ashley Pod book, the first one, Bad Dog, where the main character is stuck in her mech. Reliving kind of what is that Tom Cruise movie Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, they yeah. got they have sort of mechs in that game, that too. I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah, but in the actually Potter book that the the main character I always forget her name uh, just keeps reliving the, the the day she dies in her mech over and over again until she gets out of that time loop. Uh, I don't think there's any other. I think the last thing I think in BattleTech I, there's uh, a. Uh, I forget what it's called. League of something. Legends or something like that. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> living, I think it's called Living Legends, a mech war storybook where uh, a jump ship. And then not so much, I think, if I remember right, time travels other than gets stuck in suspended animation and reawakens uh, during the clan war. 
That makes sense. That could happen. Uh, the whole thing about those, uh, those drives is that, yeah, stuff, can, weird stuff can happen. And yeah, I mean, I think that could happen on, you know, there's a, a type of story that's available there in Battletech that could be just for fun, you know, it doesn't have to be a canon thing. It could be a, that's like an easy way if, to do it too, yeah. A what if series like, you know, like Marvel Comics do, what if? Because those, those drives, they fail all the time, so that would make sense that something like that could happen, because you are messing with time yeah. and space by traveling faster than light anyway, so. You know, you, there's a story where, what if, you know, you get your uh, Star Trek ISS version where, you know, Steiner and Davian are the, the evil houses and Lau and Kirita well, are... Some, some people might say that already. <laughs> Well, you know what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, they they all have uh, goatees and, uh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be cool. You could see. No, uh, like I say, what if, what if, uh, Amaris Han, had Hans, won or something? Hans Davion with a goatee instead? Yeah. You know? Or what, what if Amaris had won? What would the the universe look like if, if Kerensky had failed? Yeah. Yeah. That would, yeah, yeah. That could be crazy. Like, time, time distortions and, and really kind of messing with timelines, uh, it, 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 so that's like kind of one aspect of of the time travel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of like what we would see in kind of a mech space, because there's usually a lot of harder science at play. Um, I, I like to to see those series where they talk about like space travel. Yeah, time dilation and stuff like that. The time dilation. Yeah. So that's. There's a show I've talked about before. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. It's uh, Gunbuster. Yeah, I keep wanting to watch it. (laughs) So, like, the series itself is not anything terribly crazy to write home about, but that is one part. So that was, like, one of the early early series from Studio Gainax, the people that did Evangelion and Goran Lagan. Um, They basically made a, a... giant mecha um short like ova it was like six episodes long but a big component of it was okay these characters are going to be traveling at the speed of light so every moment that they take on a mission so much time is going to pass back on earth and so we we follow a character who's like uh, noriko who's going through kind of this weird high school academy thing to train to become a mecha pilot. <laughs> and um, and over the course of the show, she ages maybe a couple years, whereas her classmates by the very end um, have had like full lives practically. Um, that uh, I think one of her uh, classmates is a, is a grandmother, um, and I don't know if you want me to spoil the finale, oh, but it's, it's one of my favorite parts of the show is that the characters go and to, to stop this invading alien force, they're like, okay, we have to detonate this black hole bomb. And they're like, we don't know if we're going to get out of here before this thing, you know, it break, break out of the event horizon, if you will. And, uh, they detonate the thing. They, they basically like recognize, okay, we're going to sacrifice ourselves. It's, we're, we're here. This is what we, this is what we're doing. And it blows up and 
we we cut to them. It's basically just the torso of their mech is left, and it winds up over a planet. And they're like, you know, what, you know, did we did we do it? Did we save the Earth? And slowly but surely, the uh, like the planet's dark, but then all of a sudden the lights start coming on, and it's like, welcome back gets spelled out in, in Japanese. And turns out they like flash forward almost 10,000 years into the future or something like that. But their sacrifice was like remembered, uh, which I find really cool. Like they, they did that part really well in that series. That's yeah, cool. It, might, it reminds me of uh, the forever war books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh Absolutely. It's all about going away, and every time they go away, that they, they fight in different waves, and then, but every time they come back, the the enemies are harder because it, years have passed. Like it's the whole time dilation thing is crazy. Well, obviously, Interstellar, right? Like watching that movie, right. you really get the feel of what it's like to for that whole until a crazy ending. But the the whole idea <laughs> of just yeah, I was down here for five minutes. You up there, you were it was three months or whatever. You know, like it was just. That's pretty pretty crazy to try to wrap your head around uh, that kind of idea, mm-hmm. and and so like I, those are the kind of the two spaces I really see, um, like time traveling kind of manifesting with in in regards to like mecha and, and more kind of science fiction in that respect. Yeah, I'm which, is, would be which is if cool. you were a mech pilot jumping. And you end mm-hmm. up in another universe where, like you said, it's a, a steampunk mechs. <laughs> right. Yeah, you end up in, like, War Machine or somewhere like that, where it's just, like, have a battle tech versus War Machine battle. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I, mean, I think there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories here that could be told, I suppose, if someone wanted to tackle it. Uh, I mean, God knows Star Trek bread and butter was nothing but time travel. Especially the, the original series, for sure. Yeah, I don't think there's any movie out there that did involve some kind of time travel. <laughs> uh, I mean, heck, even even the Twilight Zone had an episode where where some I think was it World War Two or Korean War tank commanders go back to Custer's Last Stand. Like, the, or that, what was that movie too? It was it wasn't Midway, but it was about the Battle of Midway, the, where the some modern countdown. Yeah, the modern oh, planes yeah, go back. Is, yeah, where the 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 F fourteen. Yeah, yep, the, get, uh, it, was, it was the Enterprise, wasn't it? That went back. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the USS yeah. Enterprise goes through a time hole, uh, like portal, and almost goes to fight in World War Two. Yeah. Oh, you know, no, it was the Nimitz. Nimitz. Oh, yeah. it was the Nimitz. Because I remember a line: the senator who got shot down by a Japanese Zero was in the boat, and they said, "You're on the you're on the USS Nimitz." He goes, "Nimitz," because that asshole named a ship after himself. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, one of my favorite movies also is the Philadelphia Experiment, which is a similar idea where the guys end up back in World War Two, or from World War Two and into the future, and like, yeah, it was, uh, the idea of 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 modern times doing that is fun. But I, I think even the dimensional travel is even more interesting because, yeah, imagine mixing Robotech with BattleTech or something like that. They'd be like somebody in a Marauder. They think he was a uh, a, a, a small version of a uh, officer's pod from the Zentradi or something like that. <laughs> they, they get all I confused. Mean, I guess, uh, why do you think there is a lack of stories in 
in the mech the mech universes that in in this kind of genre. Um, yeah, it seems like it would be especially for an anime like OVA or something. It'd be an easy way, easy thing to do. I'd, going back to World War Two or something with a mech, like like I scoured a lot of anime, yeah, like that, and I could not find hard a lot. So then it made me it made me think. It was like, really, why is this not a a kind of an untouched thing hmm. for, for mechs. I think Brian yeah, might be close for that. It's it's more based on hard sci-fi, right? Yeah, I, I think that's that's definitely a component. You look at a lot of other more or um, uh, what sort of like popular time travel franchises out there, and there's a lot of emphasis on the characters. Um. More, you know, we we know like Marty McFly goes back in the past in a DeLorean. Yeah, but the focus isn't on the DeLorean necessarily. So no, it's more on his adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I, I mean, think it's the, the same like, a thing big could be, part is could be done with a mech, though. Yeah, it, it definitely could. Um, now I'm trying to remember if that that Ideon show had time travel in it. Um. But, uh, I wonder what the know, question. I, mean, I was just wondering if in, uh, Japanese anime, is time travel a thing? Maybe it's more of a North American thing, time travel more. How many other shows, even general anime shows, are about time travel? I mean, is it, I mean, not even just t- general time travel, but like you said, time distortion where you, you go to another universe. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a lot more of that. Yeah, time, time travel, I think, is actually. Uh, probably sit, sits in a very similar space. There are quite a few shows that have uh, time travel components. You look at Haruhi Suzumiya had eight episodes where they did Groundhog's Day. Uh, <laughs> eight half-hour episodes. Um, and then there's The Girl Who Left Through Time and um, Your Name has some time travel components. So, like, it's... It's definitely something there. They they really kind of play off the drama, I, I think, of uh, between characters. Like character drama has been a big area of the focus of a lot of those stories. So that's where it is certainly something where like the setting really could be in a, a science fiction, you know, mecha explosions everywhere kind of setting, like 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 Edge of Tomorrow, for instance. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it definitely seems like a, a space that um, there could be a lot more really solid stories told in that way. Yeah. The the crossover ones do kind of like where we kind of start dealing with like a alternate timelines and stuff like that. Um, with established franchises, I think that's a little harder for for some people. Um, because there, there is such a, a stranglehold on what is canon <laughs> in That's some true. franchises. Um, and so anything that deviates from that is, is like either fan fiction or, uh, you know, just discard, you know, discarded by the fans. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can kind of get that, but I mean, I guess, uh, not opposed to question, seeing it. Like, I, yeah, I'm also, I, I mean, why don't yeah. we see it? Even from, yeah. say, like, the people who own, who are writing stories for 
It is who, odd. Who are writing canon stories, I guess you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just, uh. Especially once again, the North America ones, cause they all grew up on Star Trek too. So, and, yeah, and, and Back to the Future, and like, why, or, or even Terminator, like, why does that not happen in mech shows or mech games or mech? Maybe it does. Maybe we're just missing. There's a hole in our like. There probably is. Maybe yeah. once again in Lancer. Maybe there's some time travel. Who knows? That we just did. made me think. I did see Terminator Dark Fate, and that's actually a really good movie. More people should see it. <laughs> you did. You did mention that last time. Okay, I'm mentioning uh, it again. <laughs> Still good. I mean, with the, I guess with the, you know, I'm going to go back to battle battletech again. Uh, with the jumping of space, you know, there's there's plenty of avenue just to end up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That happens. That, but it happens in space, not so much in time. Like you, lots of ships get lost in in space. Yeah, but speaking of lost in space, has time travel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that and that's so much. Uh, I guess what I'm saying with the jumping is that uh, t- that you're jumping, changing. Times, but you know, with that, if you get lost in space, you so you can't get lost in dimensions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the the idea of that drive that it warps space. Obviously, it's warping time too. Like that's space and time are the same thing. So yeah. it it obviously does mess with time. It just nobody's explored that. They've they've explored like people getting lost and ending up on alien planets and stuff, but not time travel. Yeah, it just. Maybe, once again, maybe there is something, but I've read a lot of it, and I can't think of one thing in Battletech that somebody's written about time going back oh, in time. Oh, I'm almost positive there's not one, too, but I would love to see, like, a Mirror Universe story. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so, like you said, there's so many. You can either go back and change the history within... Battletech's such a deep history, or even go future. Imagine, like, somebody from 3025 going up and ending up in the uh, Jihad or in the Dark Ages or even the Clan Invasion, like... How how crazy that would be for that person to to end up in these times? It's totally different worlds. Like, Suddenly especially everyone has a goatee. Yeah, and <laughs> and or the fact that stuff. that oh these people are the descendants of Kerensky and they came back and then they now they're they lost but they're now they're part of us and like they'd be like what the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it would be fun to to play it like like uh, you know the second Back to the Future movie. What do they do? They go. And and steal a sports almanac. Yeah. And and like basically, if you know the history that's going to happen, you can rewrite it. Yeah, um, you could. That that'd be very interesting because yeah, to change and then they you, they realize either, it's not any better. You're either you either rewrite it or you're doomed to fulfill it. And yes. that's that's where you get to fun fate type yeah. things. Yeah, where you, and no matter what you do, you end up on the same track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to think about, and I'm amazed that there's not more. Obviously, there is. There is somewhere people have been writing books, like you say. I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, but not in the big franchises. That's the weird thing. Yeah, that's the one weird thing. And with as many Star Trek, and you know, and and with the nerddom as it is, I'm going to call it a nerddom. uh, Who doesn't know a mirror universe of Star Trek? And, and uh, even with even even with the latest discovery, I mean, for God's sakes, the whole damn first season was wrapped around the mirror universe. Yeah. Even even the Star Trek movies that came out recently <laughs> start oh, I mean, with a yes. time travel fiasco. Uh, that's right; they changed it all. Me. Yeah, yeah. I can't handle that. But that's well, I, mean, like to see, I, I would like to see a Star Trek. A lot of people would recognize that. On a tangent, I'm going to say I would just love for one time for a Star Trek movie to come out that didn't have a damn time travel aspect to it. 
<laughs> now, on the other, on the other, on the flip side of this coin, now I'm complaining about there's too many time distortions <laughs> in Star Trek. I think so. it's it really comes down to the vehicle. I think um, with with like you could use the mech itself to have time travel capabilities, if which I think would be fun. Yeah, or you could do the drive. You can even write a story about a mercenary unit. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who has to set things right. All yeah. of a sudden, these things are not or, going the correct way. Or a secret history where they, they have to keep traveling in time, fixing things kind of thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, Looper. <laughs> I will say that there is a, uh, there is a Transformer that just came out that's based on the DeLorean. So there is, there is time travel in Transformers, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, technically, there is a bit of time travel in Transformers because, well, is there? It's it's weird because it's uh some of it's people just frozen in time and coming out lot many years later, right. but yeah. Beast Wars had some weird things about finding. Beast I think Wars had again, some weird time travel yeah, things so. that I cannot explain. Well, I'm sure the Japanese shows probably were even crazier with Star Convoy and stuff. So, but yeah, the uh, the idea. I think it's rich for for doing. I'm amazed. There's there's literally hundreds of BattleTech books that were, have been written over the years. And I'm amazed that they they have a thing like Far Country where they beat bird like aliens who can talk, and yet they don't. They've never done a time travel story. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe it's a man. Maybe it's like coming down right from like Weissman right at the beginning. No time travel. Like sometimes no that happens, travel. right? Yeah, time travel doesn't exist. Like like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty said that never. There won't be no time travel in Rick and Morty. So maybe it's the same idea. And, and if that was the case, then it's a, it's the explanation. Then I would know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. we have to ask somebody in the know, yeah. But it doesn't explain why it isn't in all the other franchises. Like, So, uh, any of you guys in the Battletech world there that listen to us, uh, uh, let me know. Is there some kind of mandate where you can't talk about time distortion stories or time travel? <laughs> like, even, uh, like, Macross or Robotech, like, that's, out. if anything, you could that'd be easy to do. Like, I actually, there I, was. I, could, that, I think the book. The book series, the, I think, has has a time travel component at the very end. The comic book is just the remix just came out. It has time travel. Uh, I forgot about that until I just mentioned it. That <laughs> uh, uh, Dana Sterling comes back from the future to to save the present. Kind Sarah of fr- Connor. Oh yeah, yeah. So because the uh, the uh, invader kind of invading too early, they're coming from another dimension and invading too early, and she has to come by and t- t- try to stop them. And, uh, she gets trapped in time and she has to live, her parents are about the same age as she is and they don't like each other because she changed time. That they, they, cause they realize they had a kid together at the time they were enemies. They're like, well, screw that. We're never going to be friends. We're never going to get together. They kind of, instead of yeah, falling yeah. in love, they hate each other more. So it's, it's kind of, it's a fun little story. But unfortunately that, uh, due to COVID, the writer got sick and then the, the book is all but canceled. There's no word on if it's coming back out. So. We'll never get to the end to that story, but they had a lot of time trouble in that story, so it just reminded me of that. We just need all of all of those young authors that are, are you know, just getting their their first manuscripts and and put together that all grew up watching Doctor Who. Yeah, not the original Doctor Who, but like the newer stuff. It's the original way better. Come the old on, stuff's bad. But it is better. Have been writing for a while. Yeah. Well, the, but, uh, Doctor Who's hard because it is. It is based on the time travel, based on a guy who's an alien who time travels. Like, exactly. I think Back to the Future makes it's just a scientist who stumbled across <laughs> it, kind of that that makes a lot more. Uh, well, rich. I, I use that as an example because you, you've got an entire 
TV series then based around the premise of different time travel shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you could easily take one of those scenarios and plop it into another setting. Like I say, with the Terminator, that's the easiest one, I think. Mm-hmm. Just go back to try to fix things. and. But yeah, it's it's amazing that some of these big big franchises aren't delving more into it. Maybe they are. Maybe they're starting to. But Battletech, I, I almost feel that there's a... It would be too easy for them, and they just didn't do it. Like there's, there's a mandate so, for them not to do it. I know we, I know we mentioned Marvel, but like in the grand scheme, like uh, Endgame, yeah, hinges on time travel. Um, and there's Hulkbusters in in the Avengers movie, so it's back. <laughs> so that counts. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> but just to like to kind of hit home is like culturally, like I, I think the the audiences uh even like broader audiences are open to that kind of concept so yeah there's been tons of movies lately about i think it's because nobody wants to live in the current time that uh i think time travel has become more (laughs) popular i mean i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) yeah yeah we'll see in six months that everything will be about uh alternate futures and uh time travel so yeah and now i'm thinking of that movie the one with, with, with Jet Li? Jet Li? With Jet Li. So, like, the intro sequence of that movie, like, the two worlds that we get to see, one has Al Gore winning the election, and the other one has George Bush. Oh, really? I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> what about Butterfly uh, Effect? Amazing. How about the Butterfly Effect doing that in any kind of genre? So you, you change one little thing, and everything everything unravels. Now all of our mechs are pink. Yeah, that's right. Or they're all got four legs, and the two-legged ones are the odd ones. <laughs> well, so, yeah. I think that was an interesting Very, conversation, because it is confusing yeah. why it isn't more. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know any good reason why it, you, we couldn't have some novels or movies, uh, and not bad thing in general, but with more of the mecha-oriented cartoons out there, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's it, it's interesting. It just you know, I, you know, this all started from watching Star Trek, and I was like, huh, why is Star Trek so overloaded with time travel, and none of the, none of the other things that I like have them. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. And Evangelion hasn't had doesn't have time travel in it. <laughs> so, so it's, there's an argument that there could be some time traveling in Evangelion. Yeah. Well, just because they kind of reboot it. In that, it's quite possible that the world has repeated itself mm. several times and gone in a big cycle. But like, that's that's probably a discussion for another time. Like Battlestar. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Crazy. I just I just try to think of the craziest show there is, and that always pops in my head for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was interesting. Uh, anyone else that wants to chime in, feel free to post on the Facebook. In the comment section, uh, in the yeah, Discord. If you have any suggestions, we'd love to see them. Or if you know of something that we are missing, please feel free. I mean, I'm just. Uh... Or if you're a writer, please just write write one of these stories. Just even <laughs> exactly. even a short story so we can read it. <laughs> you know, I, and uh, I guess uh, just to say, you know, I'm not saying I'm for or against either one. I just I'm curious as to why it doesn't happen more. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. Well, that was very interesting. Again, uh, comment and post, and let's recap in the Xville, yeah? Yeah. Sounds good. Let's Xville out of here. All right, Xville. We're done with another episode of season three. Uh, nice little recap, I guess. Uh, August 3rd, Redline Kickstarter starting. Uh, pledge in if you're, uh, have a, I guess if you're a big fan of card games and Battletech, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's a good one for you. Uh, what else we got going on? Anything else that we want to shout out to? Uh, uh the War for Cybertron shows starting up soon. Yep, watch watch Transformers. Transformers. Uh, other than that, uh, everyone, I guess everyone stay healthy, man. Everything's yeah. Going, everything's going crazy again because people aren't being smart. Just uh, stay smart. <laughs> yeah, just just be safe. Think of other people. That's all. If you thought about other people, then they wouldn't get sick. Uh, and that's my soapbox. I don't want to get too far on it. I don't want to get too far on it. That's all good. It's because Pat works in a hospital. That's why he gets on the soapbox. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Again. Don't let that get in your way, though. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to get away. I just, let me know if you know any other time travel stories because I'm very curious about this thing. It's been eating at me for the last three weeks. (laughs) Pat gets something in his, uh, his brain. He can't get it out. I can't. So. Uh, good episode, guys. Thank you. Uh, I guess we'll be coming on and I guess we'll be, this will be dropping right around the, just before the Kickstarter for Redline, so. Yep. August 1st, this will be dropping, so in a couple days. Yep. Again, I'm gonna, Cameron was a, a nice enough guy to come on and chat with us last month. Uh, and showed us a lot of good things with the card game, and uh, he seems to be very passionate about it, like enough to the point where he's already written a, a fairly intricate history. And he's been doing uh, great ads for the Kickstarter too. My favorite is the Wolverine one, where he he it's uh, he's he's looking at a picture, and it's he's pining over it, and it's the old BattleTech uh, CCG in the picture. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh. Also, if anybody has any other Kickstarters or anything you want to give us a shout out, we'll, we'd love to have you on. Talk about it. Any mech related stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. Any mech related Kickstarters you got coming on, we'll, yep. uh, want to have you on. We'll talk about it. Uh, we'll throw some posts up and try and get you as, uh, much interest as we can generate and with our little podcast here. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so, all right. Well, Guys, it was fun chatting with you. Brian, congratulations once again on your wedding. Sure, thank you. Say hi to Mrs. Novak for us. (laughs) Will do. And uh, for Mobile Arm Radio, I am Chopper. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we'll see you next month. Uh, Who's up next, Rob? Yep, I'm next. Rob. And Rob will be our Masters of Ceremony at that time. So until then, Assault Scout Squads, go. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. 
Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.